0: Yes, respected listeners, welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape. And I'm a host this evening on the caravan. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. Yes, I'm um, uh, taking in place of Buta Yusuf Fisher for this particular evening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep him safe wherever you are. Alhamdulillah, it's been a wonderful, eventful, uh, long is journey that I've been away from your company but I'm actually uh, truly excited to be in your company this particular evening as Alhamdulillah we have beautiful rain enshrouding us all over the Western Cape. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it beneficial. And at the same time, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow it to be consistent so that come the time of uh, summer, indeed, insha'Allah, we will be, you know, we will have in abundance. So yes, respected listeners, let's not forget that at the same time, let us all be water conservative. On that particular note insha'Allah I'd love to welcome with me in studio Maulana Abdul Hakim Rabban who insha'Allah will be taking us through this evening with some beautiful beautiful advices Mawlana Sahab assalamu alaikum wa, 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 wa rahmatullahi
1: wa barakatuh How are you doing this evening Maulana Sahab? Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen as you said we are very thankful for the rain and conditions so we are very very happy in whatever condition we are Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, definitely And you know with the beautiful weather mashallah. yesterday seemed like a summer's day And today a winter's
1: day uh, All beautiful favors from Allah Yes, this is how we found Cape Town I mean, This is two <laughs> days But uh, normally it happens in one day We find the sun shining, then the wind blowing Then the rain comes So the rain hasn't been coming for a while Mm -hmm. So now we're happy It can rain for a couple of days, we're happy
0: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah Yes, respected listeners For uh, now, we will be continuing with our nasiha But later on, inshallah uh, We will be taking your calls SMSs, dedications, etc Via uh, WhatsApp Or our SMS line zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two. Later on in the show You could also call us on 021442 Three five three zero. Alternatively, our SMS line. Let it stream through four seven nine one three. As our hajjaj leave in droves for the most sacred journeys of al-hajj. We reflect upon what this means for the haji, the hajiya, the pilgrim in terms of his spiritual journey. As they embark on this physical journey, there is also the journey of the spiritual self, the journey of the heart and its purification. Tonight, inshallah, we will delve into this inward journey and the importance in the life of every Muslim of our inwards journey and uh, for this particular new series inshallah and for this particular uh, series we have with us imam maulana abdul hakim raban and you know subhanallah uh, this is a journey that i'd love to embark on so maulana sahib
1: bismillahir rahmani rahim rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim wa uh, ala beautifully muhammad sheikh is explaining it's a uh, it's a physical journey, yet it is more spiritual than physical. Uh-huh. Although the person actually moves either with a plane, with a boat, with a train, walking on camel, so this is physical. But the actual fact, it is a more spiritual journey, mm-hmm. and therefore lots of preparation spiritually is required even before okay. this journey is undertaken. and. Uh, this is in fact uh, many many um, rewards uh, are assigned to it and one is that you know a person who actually proceeds and performs this Hajj, SubhanAllah. So this is actually you know one hadith explaining that a person who has you know actually adhered to all the uh, situations and conditions that that applies to the Hajj and then returns, that person is in the same state as when the mother gave birth to him. SubhanAllah. And this is actually, one is like that, and the other is that you are sinless. Mm -hmm. This is how we come into this world. But then we are also filled with some spirituality of what we prepare to achieve Uh there. And this is, you know, through the different stages that we go, that uh, one is that if a person, yeah, you know, if 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 jannah is 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 that which is rewarded, نعم. because this is in, the, in 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 another hadith, Nabi Sassim, says that that person who has done a hajma mabrur, laisa lahul jaza'il jannah, the reward ركوة. will be nothing but jannah. نعم. So spiritually, is is where the person will be in jannah. And the physical body would probably be something else, not the same body as we have in this world. Because jannah is being explained: no eyes ever seen, no ears ever heard, no mind is conceived. No. You know, we cannot imagine what jannah looks like. But you need to be very, very spiritual in order to be able to enter into jannah. Allah Akbar. It is not with the material things, and this is actually where we are going to that uh, what is termed as the heart is more the soul, uh-huh. and it is more the spirit. Yes, And this is <laughs> what, what needs to be developed when a person actually goes towards Hajj. And this type of preparation, unfortunately we find, has not been given a lot of importance. You know, the, the importance of, <coughs> of uh, developing the spirit has unfortunately not been given a lot of uh, emphasis. Mm -hmm. and therefore we find that lots of preparation is on what type of food, what type of clothing, what type of aeroplane, airlines, you know, the hotels and places where we'll be staying. And this is all in the fulfillment of the needs of the body. Yes. But Hajj is actually a sacrifice. Okay. And it is actually a journey which puts the body supposedly through some pain and difficulty because this is originally where it comes from. Nah. And the real person to take, take example from this is that when we look at salam, nah. all the conveniences was taken away. SubhanAllah. And she was left with absolutely nothing. Mm. And therefore we find that the spiritual development was of such a nature that Allah became happy. Mm-hmm. And all of mankind after that, whoever wants to proceed towards Hajj, will have to follow in the footsteps of Sayyidina Ali a.s. It comes about with a complete family, but Hajj was before that, because the development of human beings was needed before. Mm-hmm. But Allah is making examples of Nabi Ibrahim, his Khalil, his beloved, and Allah is making examples of his beloved wife, Sayyidina Hajjir, a.s., and, and I think we're coming to the point where we, we see That the development of the spirit is more on the sacrifice of the body And the fulfillment of the needs of the body
0: Subhanallah, definitely wise words indeed um, This particular journey, you know the focus on the outside and on the inside uh, Many of us have this longing to be there but we can't hmm. Does that mean that we shouldn't? That we shouldn't We shouldn't be working on our inner, inner self That mm. we shouldn't uh, You know, because they are hajis So they're going to be there They're going to purify themselves But uh, we are living in a place an environment That uh, it doesn't offer this So, you know, uh, we can be a little bit lax mm. um, I would think perhaps, you know it, It'll be nice to also emulate them in some respect Emulate the character What do you think, Lana Ji, In
1: fact, uh, Muhammad that uh, this lesson of spiritual development is not only for the haji. Right. The reason why we spoke about it was because it is hajj season. Yes. But this is for each and everyone, whether a person has been for hajj or not, mm-hmm. whether a person will have the money in the year, 10 years, in the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. But the need to develop spiritually is the need of each and every one. Because I think in short we can say that this Allah has sent in Nabi Muhammad sallallahu was a complete formula of success. Right. And we find that many sahaba haven't yet made hajj, but they were successful. Allah And Allah has actually through, in their lifetime given them guarantee that they have been rewarded with the pleasure of Allah and also will be in Jannah. Nahum. So they have attained the ultimate success of what Allah refers in Quran mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that when a person is saved from the fire of Jahannam and he is made to enter into Jannah he has attained the success. Nahum. And this is actually you know I probably want to say a few things about the success is not only for the haji and Jannah is not only for the haji But Allah Ta'ala has kept this success and failure in reality in the internal condition of all human beings. Subhanallah. So, Hajj is just just one favor that Allah has given to the Hajji. Right. That he has already purified himself, he is already spiritually uplifted. Mm. He is just going to visit those places which will give him more elevation, more, um, you know, uh, the reward would probably be given for Hajj and spending his money as a command of Allah. But those people, you know, otherwise making salat, having pure iman, not, you know, the things that we look at success, because sometimes a person hasn't performed hajj, but he has a beautiful house, Mm he has a beautiful car, (coughs) he is eating expensive food, and people look at that person as successful. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, if if the inner development of the person has not taken place, then that person within his wealth, within all the comforts, can be a very big failure. Right. On the other hand, a person could be in poverty, mm-hmm. but all the internal qualities, the spiritual development and values of the person is there, Naam. that person by not having proper food, and this little brought in the life of Nabi Muhammad many days and weeks and months there was no food. Naam. small house, no proper means of transport, not you know the best of clothing, but is given the formula of success to all humanity until the day of Qiyamah.
0: (laughs) Allahu Akbar wa lillahi alhamdulillah. So it doesn't
1: really just, uh, I mean, the beautiful question that you posed, is this only necessary for the haji? No. Mm -hmm. This is for each and every human being to see success and failure through the internal development and not the outward, the materialistic world which is external. Mm -hmm. And these objects doesn't give you honor, and it cannot give you dishonor. It cannot give you comfort. It cannot you know, remove your troubles. It cannot give you peace. And nor can it bring you worry. But these health and sickness and eternal success, Allah Ta'ala has kept in the internal development. You know, I was just explaining tonight a person how Allah made in nabi to Sometimes give us the so. spiritual development that in Taif when he walked there, they threw stones on him till blood came out of his body. And... This, you know, um, didn't make him hate those people. Mm-hmm. In fact, he loved them more. Subhanallah. And this was the internal development of the Nabi wasallam
0: On that note, inshallah, Imam, it's now ta- a time for us to take an ad break. We'll resume shortly thereafter with purification of the heart on the caravan. Stay tuned. Welcome back respected listeners, this is The Caravan with your host Muhammad Sheikh filling in for Buta Yusuf Fisher and Alhamdulillah we have with us in studio Imam Abdul Hakim Raban in this series which is Tazkiyatul Qulub. Or purification of the heart. We pay tribute to our Hujjaj that are embarking on this wonderful spiritual journey of Al Hajj. We ask Allah to grant them a journey that is filled with ease and not difficulty. May He accept it from them, inshallah. And may Allah Azza wa give us, you and I, respected listeners, the opportunity of visiting again and again. And inshallah, in this segment, as we're paying tribute to the Hujjaj, uh, perhaps inshallah, you know, welcoming. Our guest, uh, Maulana Abdul Hakim Raban, in studio with us. Um, maybe we'd like to focus a little bit on some of the qualities that the Hajjaj would require or would need to develop for themselves on this pil- pilgrimage, Maulana.
1: Yes, uh, Muhammad. Um, I'll probably be able to do a dialogue between the Sheikh and his, one of his Murids. You know, and okay. the Sheikh was questioning the person who went for Hajj and mm-hmm. see whether he really. Because this is the other, uh, the factor that we'll actually touch on in later programs, mm-hmm. is the need of a spiritual sheikh. Okay. And not, you know, spiritually people want to develop on themselves, which probably is possible. Yes. But that's much easier if you have somebody guiding you. Right. Somebody assisting you in that, uh, you know, giving you the guidelines of the, of, the, of the development. And this we find has been very, very successful in people like, you know, Rahmat Rahmatullah, and many other Mashaikh yeah. have given the murids a shortcut otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, into into developing spiritually. So, you know, the conditions that we find that when a, a person especially goes for hajj, yeah. and, um, you know, a lot of emphasis is placed on the material things. And I, 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 I introduced this as, as not the real um, determination of success and failure. This is determined in the internal condition of a human being and does not lie in the external materialistic objects and plans. Honor and dishonor, comfort and trouble, peace and worry, health and sickness and the internal conditions of a human being mm-hmm. has been the factor, the internal condition. And this is the spiritual values that we speak about. So when you know the Haji's mind is continuously taken away from the, the material things where Allah says in the Holy Quran that for the do that provide for yourself, ah. the best of provision is taqwa. Mm-hmm. And this, you have all the material put together. Mm-hmm. You have enough money, you're booked with the best agent, you're booked in you know, a first class aeroplane, you have actually made sure that you get the best food when you reach over there. This, unfortunately, is not the determination that your hajj will be that one of a spiritual value.
0: Subhanallah.
1: And this is, the, you know, that we want to bring to, to, to mind that when the Haji actually goes into ihram, mm-hmm. the very first words that they are saying, "Labbaik Allahumma labayk, which mm-hmm. means the submission that I'm here, not because I came here, I'm la- giving this labbaik to say, Allah, I'm here because you called me. Mm-hmm. And Allah also brought me. Naam. So now I'm responding to a call that Allah has given And I'm refuting and I'm saying, look, all these things, because of my iman, la ilaha illallah, this is the very first foundation of a human being, accepting iman and Islam, is that you are saying that you are refuting what what was then told to the people of Makkah, that these idols cannot benefit you, nor cannot harm you. So now you are also saying, when you say, la ilaha illallah, you are actually confirming this yaqeen, Nah. That there is absolutely no harm and no benefit in the things that Allah created, nah, but the benefit and harm is with Allah. And therefore, you say, "Labbayk Allahumma labbayk, la sharika lak." la Inna alhamdulillah. And this, in totality, is 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 expressing that all these things around me, I pra- brought the bag with the money, I got all the first class arrangements. But my spiritual value does not is not being determined by those things. Right. You know, I had to do certain things. I had to have in my heart that I have absolutely no enemies in the world. Mm-hmm. Proceeding towards Hajj, there's nothing. As I said, we ended off when the Nabi went Sallallahu went to Tash and you know uh, giving this da'wat of Laylalahillallah, people refused. And they threw him with stones. And then Allah, with a test, is saying, here's a malik. Mm -hmm. You know, they have armed your body and you have the full right. This malik is saying, I am in command of these mountains. If you so wish, I can crush these people. Mm. Now somebody does bodily harm to you, it brings a certain form of hatred. Yes. Here the Nabi sallallahu is showing us with absolute no hatred, he walks out of time and he says, Oh Allah, forgive me. Subhanallah for Maybe I've done certain things Which brought you anger mm-hmm. What would we have said yes, You crush them yes. They had no feelings for me So I have no feelings for them mm-hmm. But Nabi Sallam feelings Sallam. For those people grew more And this is the spiritual elevation That we're talking about That you must be able This is determining Not on your hajj But on your iman Which is required Before you go for hajj So Nabi Sassam says you shall not enter into Jannah mm-hmm. until you believe and this belief is not, is not correct mm-hmm. until you have love you know for all and this love is coming out in Hajj where the Nabi says <laughs> shall I guide you towards something mm-hmm. that if you do it if you do this, then love will come amongst you. And this is related to the Hajj also because when the Sahaba questioned Nabi Sassam, Sallallahu
0: Alaihi Wasallam, what is
1: Hajj Mabroor? He says that Hajj in which you greet, you feed people, mm-hmm. and you speak amicably. Allahu Akbar. You know, these are not, and now you go back and say, what makes a person not greet anyone in Makkah or Medina? Mm-hmm. Everyone is a Muslim. Mm-hmm. So wherever you pass, Assalamu Alaikum, Assalamu Alaikum. This was probably one of the first lessons that and the cave in Medina as well. And this was for the spiritual upliftment. To mm-hmm. greet and sometimes the person was your enemy yesterday. Yes. But you greet him today. Nahum. And he realizes this man has got no hatred for me. This mm-hmm. person is not opposing me. Because he confers upon me peace and blessings of Allah.
0: Subhanallah. And
1: this is the internal development of a person. It takes courage to greet that person who doesn't want to greet you. Right. You know, and that type of courage is the spiritual development that the haji cannot leave home if he has such people in his heart and say, you know what, and this beautiful, you know, um, practice that they have in Cape Town with the haji, not anymore, today is not seen as much, but the person who was, you know, having this intention of going for hajj, in their community they would walk house to house, street to street, and complete all the houses personally, greeting the you know the, the your Muslim neighbor. Subhanallah. And not only in your neighborhood, you would actually travel to the next town and the next town, and so the whole of Cape Town is covered with the people. You know, until now the radio has the practice where people send the greetings. Yes. But this was not allowed sending a greeting. You must go there personally, so that you show. Mm-hmm. That I have absolutely no difference with my
0: brother or my sister. It's an yeah. interesting tradition, Imam. I always thought, um, you know, how I viewed it today, where if a person is leaving for a pilgrimage with a umrah or hajj, mm. people would come to him to wish him well. Correct. But in fact, the actual personal spiritual development, development ought to be that person seeking uh, forgiveness or basically... Telling the next neighbor The neighbor in the community that uh, You know, I have mended All my ties with you I have an absolute clean heart And here I am, uh, you know, telling you Offering you this salam, this peace Subhanallah, what a wonderful way Or perspective of looking at things mm-hmm. Akbar.
1: You know, this is something which brought A lot of love amongst the people then no. and which we find, you know, slowly This love is becoming less The unity is becoming weak mm-hmm. And This was one of the, I would probably call it a tradition or a custom, that the Cape Town people lived with as Hajis. It was honor and it was also a form of feeling good that Allah selected me to go for Hajj. And for months ahead, you will start greeting. In those days they were not cars. People would walk from street to street, house to house, and personally ask the person, brother, sister, if there was at any time that I have hurt you, harmed you, owe you money, right. then please tell me, because it is my intention to go for hajj, and I'm coming here to beg for your du'as, so that you, inshallah, that we travel safely, we travel in our health, and may Allah accept, you know, our hajj. Mm-hmm. Then the person who is the host would say, you know, with a good du'a, and say, may Allah you know, give you good health, and take you salamat, and... Inshallah, you know, pave all the difficulties out of your way and give you. And people traveled those years; that put this tradition into place. Mm-hmm. For one year from their house, they would travel six months to get to Makkah, right. spend three months there, and travel another six months back.
0: Subhanallah. So
1: people were really in need of du'as. Allah you know? akbar. Today, Allah has made money so easily available, and this is just to spoil the internal, you know, part of the person. If you have. And this is what the Nabi Sassim also says, I don't fear poverty for my ummah. Mm-hmm. I fear affluence for them. <laughs> because <laughs> affluence makes it difficult for the spiritual development of a human being. Therefore, the mm-hmm. also, you know, rich people shouldn't feel left out because the Nabi Sassim says, there's no harm for a person to have wealth mm-hmm. as long as he's got taqwa. SubhanAllah. <laughs> and this taqwa is also linked to the amal of hajj. Fa wa inna taqwa. And this... We find that it's more to do with the internal, because taqwa is not seen on the outside. Mm-hmm. Taqwa, nobody can see how much you know taqwa the person has. But on taqwa, Allah, Allah's help comes. All right. Which is not, you cannot buy it. Mm-hmm. You cannot get it by the government connections. Yes. Thus, Ibn hajra Ali, that was proved That she was running from Safa to Marwa. Mm-hmm. And this quality developed. And this is the ayat of the Quran where Allah says, مَخْرَجًا مِنْ خَيْثُوا لَا That the person who has Allah will provide the assistance and help and need which they require from sources which is unimaginable. Allahu Akbar, Allah Akbar. So it is again the internal development, the mm-hmm. spiritual development of the heart. And we find that people traveled with just enough money. Mm-hmm. And there was no, there was no banks that you can transfer money. There are no card that you can put into the machine, sure. and this is all, you know, the hindrances that the person has for spiritual development. No, Because whatever you need is, in a very some and this we have to learn from the pious people. Yes. Although they have wealth, but they don't put their yakin in the wealth. No. You know, and they don't easily run to their wealth when they are sick. He's not easily run to the doctor or the hospital. Mm-hmm. Because the internal development of the human being makes it that that person has a connection with Allah. Mm-hmm. And this is what we are saying. The heart needs to be connected to Allah. And the yearning should be going to the Baytullah. Is that my yearning? I'm going to meet my Rabb at a special place. Which means you meet your Rabb every day. Mm-hmm. At this special place, which Allah brought all his beloved. All the Ambi was brought to the Baytullah for special reasons. Yes. And therefore the spiritual development is more what the Haji should look at and not what honour and respect the person will gain through the outward and material. Say, MashaAllah, we stayed here, we travelled with this, we had this kind of food. This is not determining the value of your hajj. Okay. The spiritual development which you have developed before you left uh-huh. would have the real value and would then make you the person whom Allah guarantees Hajj's du'as are not only accepted whilst you're on hajj. Yes. The person who makes this hajj correctly, Allah will forever accept their du'as. Subhanallah. Because they've Subhanallah. developed that connection with Allah. Uh-huh. But if it is that you know, only the outward insp- uh, material things are looked upon as development, as success, then unfortunately this is a misguided thing. Absolutely. And we would implore Hajjis, you know, people who are still to leave, make sure that we make lots of effort on the heart. Nah. Because this cleansing first and foremost with the creation, mm-hmm. who we will travel with. And we are gui- you know guided by the Quran, When Allah says, whosoever has an intention to go for Hajj, wala Rafath, wala Fasook, wala Jidaal. So who do you have this with? Uh Not animals, not with Allah, not with Malaika. Your fellow travelers. There should be no arguments. Uh There should be no evil talk. And there should be absolutely no actions which will, you know, bring you to the low, low level of of what, what human beings can really go into. And when a person does that, this is then the development before Hajj, yeah. that you prepare yourself that nobody would be able to bring anger upon me. Mm-hmm. Nobody <coughs> would be able to bring such a condition that, you know, Alhamdulillah blessed in my situation. I've Hajj a number of times.
0: Alhamdulillah.
1: And being there at Hajj time, we saw many, many things which made it very clear that people come for Hajj and not really developed. Because sometimes people is in Ihram mm-hmm. and they develop this, this, this argument and you would warn the person, the moment I get out of this Ihram, then you will see what happens. Sure. So Ihram is a state which we practice upon to live forever with. Yes.
0: It's not we for that moment. For, not
1: for that moment. Mm-hmm. It's just that state that we go into with a proper preparation that the person, when he removes this Ihram, he will be in a much better state than before he went into Ihram. Mm -hmm. And this state will have some some effect. You know, the normal things that uh, a human being would live with, he would live with that. But these are the qualities spiritually developed. You'll find that this person, his viewpoint is completely different because therefore Allah made Arafah such a place. There's no real modern buildings there. There's a barren plain. Mm -hmm. And it is more that we can see the development is spiritual and it is not physical. Subhanallah.
0: <laughs> Akbar. Uh, wonderful words indeed respected listeners Do remember that inshallah From 10.30pm onwards Our lines will be open on 0214423530 Alternatively in the meantime You can send us your Dedications uh, via SMS on 47913 Alternatively on WhatsApp 0722380712. On that note inshallah it's time to go and Pay the bills will resume shortly thereafter Stay tuned Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome back, respected listeners, to the caravan on VUC uh, FM 91.3 FM stereo. I'm your host, Muhammad Sheikh, and our guest in studio this evening, wonderful evening in the mother city, showered by lots of wonderful, abundant rain. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase it and make it beneficial for all of us. Yes, indeed, this evening, our nasiha, our Our advices are targeted at... T- tazkiyatul Qulub, Or purification of the heart As well as paying tribute To the Hujjaj Who have undertaken Or who will be undertaking A very important journey uh, To the holy lands Of Makkah al Mukarrama And Medina munawwara And subhanallah We ask Allah to make their journey easy And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To accept all the sacrifices And return them home Like they the day their mothers have just given birth to them. Completely sinless. Remember listeners, inshallah, in about 40 minutes time at 10.30pm, uh, we will be taking all your uh, messages, inshallah, we will be rather reading all your messages. So do send them from now already on 47913 via our SMS line. Alternatively, all, all over WhatsApp on 072. Two three eight zero seven one, two, and inshallah, our lines will be open from ten thirty onwards, So yes, do give us a call on zero two, one, four four two three five, three, zero, inshallah, in this segment. Uh I believe Imam Abdul Hakim Raban uh, has a particular anecdote of Hajj in the lives of the Tabi'in those people that came after the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi wasallam so this is a particular discourse I believe Imam on a person who was questioned by his spiritual guide mm-hmm. when he returned from Hajj
1: correct yeah as i said it was norm it was a norm for you know, people who wanted to get closer to Allah, that they aligned themselves with the spiritual sheikh. No. And uh, they were then guided by the sheikh. You know, and uh, this particular person was a murid of Sheikh Shibli So the sheikh obviously takes an interest in his murids as well. So one of his murids went and performed Hajj. No. And when he returns, now it is obviously the concern of the sheikh and says, let me go and see how my murid You know how he has actually uh, Performed his hajj And so the sheikh puts few questions to him Just to make sure that he has attained spiritually
0: mm-hmm.
1: How the sheikh has guided him from before
0: Subhanallah So
1: the sheikh the sheikh asked him some questions And the murid continues the story So the story is actually related Not by the sheikh but by the murid himself Okay So the sheikh asked He says the sheikh asked me Did you make a determined near for hajj? Mm-hmm. Did you actually you know, um, this azam that you made, that you really want to be this haji that Allah wants you to be. Nahum. So I replied, yes, I made a firm intention for hajj. You know, the the murid is answering. Yes. So the Sheikh then says, together with having made a firm intention for hajj, now, I mean, we learn... You make a niyat for Hajj. it is Allah <laughs> inni Hajj wa For li wa He says, I made my niyat for Hajj. I learned this from the Kitabs. Yes. But the Sheikh, the spiritual Sheikh, is now asking him, Have you made a firm intention for performing Hajj? And he says, the Sheikh says, He says, No, I I made a firm intention. So the Sheikh then says, Together with having made this firm intention for Hajj, did you also have a firm niyat of forever giving up? doing all those things you did since you were born that are opposed to the spirit of Hajj. Okay. The Sheikh is asking him. Mm-hmm. So now he says, no, I did not. He's sure. very honest. The murid is very honest. honest. right? And he says, no, I didn't make such a niyat. Now, I mean, the Haji who listens, or somebody who knows somebody going for Hajj, make sure that this is now linked to the spirit, the heart. What sort of intention did you make? Mm-hmm. And this is the the, the person. He says, "No, I did not." The sheikh says, "In that case, he's telling his murid, You had no hajj. Allahu akbar. Then he said, "At the time of entering into the haram, did you remove your clothing?" So obviously the murid said, "Yes." This is I mean the rules of fikr I must remove all my clothing mm-hmm. and put the special clothes of your on the haram. So the sheikh is asking, "At that time, did you pledge to remove from you?" Everything save Allah, hmm. except Allah. Allah hmm. is with you. Did you remove everything from your body? And with this net of removing your clothing, see where the sheikh is going to. We said this is a spiritual sheikh. Yes, He's not looking how much did you pay for your haram? Did you buy it in Gadsburg? <laughs> did you buy it in, you know, in Medina? The sheikh is asking him. You know, did you remove your clothing at the time of putting on your haram? He said yes, and then the sheikh is asking. Him, did you remove from you everything except Allah? He says, no, I did not. So the Sheikh says, in that case, you did not remove your clothing. And did you cleanse yourself by means of ghusl and wudu? Did you wash yourself? Because this is now the outward thing. Yes. Your hus- take the ghusl and take wudu. He says, obviously, this is a requirement. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so he says, yes, I I clean myself in that particular manner as the rules of fiqh. But it is more the Sheikh is looking at the spiritual, spiritual upliftment. Mm-hmm. So the sheikh said, "At that time, did you also become cleansed from all evil and faults? Did you also feel that all evil is removing, all evil is leaving you?" He says, "No, I did not." Then I cannot that uh, that I cannot say. So the sheikh said, "In that case, you did not cleanse yourself. You did you really did you recite labbayk? Now, cleaning yourself, mm-hmm. you would probably go to a hajj class." And the sheikh would tell you, this is the pers- you know the, the manner that you perform your, your ghusl, Laram. and you take your do like this, with miswak and read this dua. But the sheikh is targeting his heart, and say, have you become cleansed of all evil, and all your faults? And when he says, no, I cannot say that, the sheikh said, although you put water on your body, although you wash yourself, but you have not become clean. So then he says, did you recite Labayk? He says yes. I recited Labayk. Mm-hmm. Did you at that time hear the answers of Labayk from Allah? Did you hear Allah saying, you know, that uh, mashallah, that Labayk was aadik, you know, that with happiness and gladness you are here? Yes. Did you every a reply? He says I, I received no reply.
2: Mm.
1: So the Sheikh said in that case, what kind of Labayk did you recite? Did you enter into the Uliya haram? In the, in the area around Makkah? He says, Yes, I did. And so at that time, did you pledge to leave aside every haram prohibited act right. forever? Mm-hmm. So you find that, I mean, people go for Hajj, I've seen in my experience, mm-hmm. they come back and do the same haram which was done before they went. Allahum so how high <coughs> this ibadat of Hajj is, that what sort of near and we found this 50, 60 years ago, when people went for Hajj, there was a complete transformation spiritually. Right. That this person is a changed person. Here you find because now the warning was there, which we said, don't look at the material things, mm-hmm. where you stay, how much you pay, what food you eat. So the Sheikh said, look, you entered into your Haram. This is where you wanted to be. So he says. Did you at that time pledge to leave aside every haram prohibited act forever? He says, no, I did not. The Sheikh then, did you enter the area of the Haram Sharif at all? He says, then you did not enter. You were there physically, but spiritually you were not there. Allahu Akbar. He said, did you visit Makkah now? I mean, what a strange thing. Mm. You're asking the person, the Sheikh is asking, were you actually in Makkah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he says, yes, I was there. So the Sheikh says, when you did, Did you also see Akhirat? Did you see it the year after? He says, No, I didn't see. Now, this is not for the general public to accept this. Uh This is just to see how the Sheikh is watching the spiritual elevation of the Murid. Right. And he went for Hajj, and afterwards the Sheikh is coming. Obviously, having given him a few lessons before. Uh And now, because the Sheikh's uh, real concern is the internal the spirit, the heart, how is it developing? No. And this discipline comes through that. So then, the sheikh is now asking again, then did you Then you did not visit Makkah. If you did not see anything of akhirat, yes. you have to see akhirat in front of you. No. He said, if you haven't seen akhirat, you are not in Makkah. Allahu Akbar. He said, did you enter the Holy Mosque? Did you enter you know, the, 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 where the Baytullah ha- is? Mm-hmm. He says, yes, I was there. He says, did you then, on entering, feel the nearness of Allah? Hmm. You know, you are so close. Allah is everywhere. Yes. But now a special nearness, as we explained, this is the spiritual feeling that you must get. He says, I did not. So the murid is very honest giving the sheikh all the correct answers. And the sheikh is saying, then you never actually entered the masjid. Were you present at the Kaaba? He says, yes, I was. And the sheikh then says, did you then see that entity which is Allah, due to which the Kaaba is visited? Mm. You are there because of Allah. Have you had a vision of Allah? Because Na'am. I mean, this is one of the, st- the stages that the person needs to reach in Ihsan. Yes. That you worship as if you can see Allah. Na'am. And we, 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 we then uh, he says the Sheikh is now worried when you were at the Kaaba. And you visited? Did you actually see? Did you did you see Allah? So therefore, I replied, I saw nothing. So the sheikh is becoming very worried about yeah. his murid. And then he says, You never saw the Kaaba. Now I mean, physically, I'm there. Yes. I'm there at the Kaaba. But the sheikh is not worried with your eyes have seen it. Subhanallah. The sheikh is worried. Have your heart been developed? To be able to see that you are in front of the Baitullah. Subhanallah. So Subhanallah. He says, did you perform Ramal at the time of Tawaf around the, uh, the Baitullah? The Ramal signifies this running motion. And then he says, yes, I've done this Ramal. You know, like in the first three suits around the Kaaba. Mm-hmm. The Haji in the Haram would lift his legs and you know, do a, a, a type of running. He says, yes, I did that. Did you at that time flee? From this world in such a manner That you felt you were completely Out of this world, like in yeah. an ecstasy mm. You know, having this uh, Closeness to Allah That you see nothing but Just seeing that in front of you Doing this for Allah He says, no, I did not The Sheikh said, in that case You did not perform Ramo, Did you place your hands on the black stone and kiss it? Huh. At that time probably People could easily get to the black stone And kiss, okay, it. kiss it, yes He says, yes, I did you know, how people feel honored and proud, mm. very, very proud. He said, I've been to the Ghazul Aswad. they touched it. I kissed it. So the Sheikh is asking. The Sheikh is getting more worried. <laughs> and the Sheikh then became very pale right. and greatly frightened. So much so that the shriek passed from him and he said, Woe unto you. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Al- Whoever places his hands on the black stone is like him who actually shook hands with Allah. And whoever shakes the hand of Allah shall in every way remain safe from all things. Did you then feel anything about that security? Huh. You know, Did you feel this peace and inner, inner security coming to you? He says, no, I did not. So the Sheikh said, then you did not touch the black stone. So how many people fight sure. to get there, touching it, not having been spiritually developed, to be able to get this inner peace and sincerity, uh-huh. security from Allah. The Sheikh then said, then you did not touch the black stone, and did you perform two rakats at the Maqam Ibrahim? Uh-huh. He says, yes, I did. The Sheikh said, you were at that particular time placed on a higher rank by Allah. Did you carry out what is due for that high rank for which you stood there? I replied, no. I did nothing. The emphasis Muhammad is, but as we still have, you know, a few questions that the sheikh is asking, mm-hmm. but we can see that the sheikh is looking at his student, his murid. Mm-hmm. What spiritual elevation happened to you while performing hajj? Right. You know, you know, we have this habit, and this I've experienced. When people visit the haji, the first thing they ask, where are you going to stay? Right. And then when they visit you after, and they didn't find this question before, <laughs> where have you stayed? Far near... You know, was it was a three-star, four-star, five-star. Yes. Nothing about this. Mm. Nothing about the spiritual condition of the person. When we visit the haji, we should actually be encouraging the person towards this. Right. That that make sure that you have the spiritual elevation, the, spiri- the spiritual um, benefit mm-hmm. out of the performance of every act. The sheikh said in that case you did not perform salah, at the Maqam Ibrahim. Did you perform Sai between Safa and Marwa? And did you ascend the Safa? He said, yes, I did. And what did you do there? He replied, I recited Takbir thrice and prayed to Allah to accept my Hajj. The Shaykh said, did the Malaika also recite the Takbir with you? And did you have any knowledge of the significance of your own takbirs?" He said, no. Then you actually did not recite the Takbir. He said, did you descend from Safa? He said, yes. The Shaykh asked, when you descended, did you feel all evil mm-hmm. and every weakness departing from you and inner cleanliness entering yourself? He said no. Hmm. The Murid is actually very honest. This is written in, 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 by the Murid himself. And the Sheikh is bringing again his, his, his the emphasis on the Hajj might be a physical journey. Right. But the benefit is spiritual. Okay. And this will be internally with you because it is internal mm-hmm. that the developments will happen and not outwardly. The sheikh then asked when did then you never he says the sheikh said, said you never ascended suffer nor descended from it. Did you run between suffer and maroon? He said yes. The sheikh said at that time of running did you feel yourself running away from everything else besides Allah? Which mm-hmm. means we're leaving all the creation behind. And your run is towards Allah in which the, the, the Quranic verse actually reminds us, Minkum khiftukum." And I fled from you when I feared you. And Allah in another place also says, no. No. You know, that flee towards Allah. So this is an indication in Safa Marwa that we're not running between two destinations. Yes. This is just um, through the love that Allah had for this ibadat of Sayyidina Hajar wasalam, we are also asked as a wajibah to run between Safa and Marwa. But the actual running should actually indicate that we are running towards Allah.
0: SubhanAllah.
1: You know, and this, the uh, Murid is saying shame. The poor Murid is being very honest and even telling us the story. He says, I didn't have that. The Sheikh said, "Then you never ran. And did you ascend Marwa? He said, yes, while well, on Marwa did you perceive the great inner calmness and peace that descended upon you. Now can we imagine when Hajra was running between Safa and Marwa, mm-hmm. where was she running to? Sure. If she wasn't running between Safa and Marwa, she would just have run continuously yes, and not stop at Marwa, mm-hmm. carry on. Because you're looking for something or somewhere. Yes. She wasn't. She was running. In, in relation to this ayat, for firru illa Subhanallah. You know because all the answers is with Allah. Naam. And who could come in such a difficult situation as she was? Mm. The most difficult situation: no food, no water, no family, absolutely no one. Who are you running to? Sure. Run to Allah. Naam. So I mean, now today you have no money, there's no food. What do you do? You pick up the phone, you send a message, SMS, WhatsApp. I have no more money. There's no food. Can you send me? People would deposit the money in there. So there was no need to put your hands up and ask from Allah. No. Allah placed Sayyidina Hajar salam in that condition to show us that forever what you need is place it in front of Allah subhanallah you know? wonderful indeed sheikh this beautiful story
0: of the spiritual guide and somebody whom he was blessed to impart some of this guidance onto and uh, keeping in mind the spirit behind the hajj the spirit behind the soul inshallah it's now time to head over uh, for an ad break followed by the news we will return after 10pm stay tuned Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 14 minutes past the hour of 10 in the PM. This is the caravan with your host, Muhammad Sheikh. And Alhamdulillah, we've been having an eventful evening since 9 PM with uh, uh, Imam Abdul Hakim Rabban, who has been touching. With us on the series Tazkiyatul Qulub or Purification of the Heart, paying tribute to our Hajjaj as well as uh, uh, reminding each and every single one of us of our own spiritual journeys that we are undertaking, just like the physical journeys which the Hajjaj are undertaking. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take them safely, remove all adversity from their parts, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their Hajj. Remember, respected listeners, inshallah, in 15 minutes from now, we will be taking your calls and uh, dedications. Remember uh, to SMS them or WhatsApp SMS line 47913 and our WhatsApp line zero seven two. 2380712 So keep those dedications and those SMS's rolling in uh, Insha'Allah It'll be a privilege to read them out for you All those well wishes On that note Insha'Allah Imam We are focusing on this particular intriguing dialogue Between the spiritual guide and somebody Who he was blessed to impart some of this wisdom And uh, we were talking about the spirit behind each and every juncture of ibadah during Hajj, the spirit behind it—if Allah consciousness is not there, uh,
1: does it truly have any meaning? Hmm. Yes, Alhamdulillah. This interesting dialogue between the murid and the sheikh. You know, this is just a guideline to us. This is not a teaching to anyone. No. And this is merely sharing how spiritual my was looking at the progress of the murids which would probably also be called the student of the sheikh. Right. So the sheikh was asking the person, now obviously on the eighth day going to Mina, he says, Did you proceed to Mina? He said, Yes, I did. And while you were there, did you attain such hopes in Allah that have nothing to do with evil? He says, No. So actually the murid is now actually learning what he was supposed to have developed before even going there, because these were the things that you must look forward to. It's like somebody going to work and you wait for your salary. So you know what you have to get, what what your salary would have to be. And he's telling the Sheikh, look, I, that's what you're asking me. I have not experienced. He says, then you never went to Mina. Did you go to Majlul Khayf? He said, yes. And the Sheikh says, did you then experience such fear for Allah that you have never ever experienced before? He says, no. Subhanallah. The Sheikh then said, you never entered Majlul Khayf. Did you reach the plane of Arafat? He said, yes. And on Arafat, did you recognize the cause we are coming into this world? What you are doing here and where you shall proceed to afterwards? And did you recognize the thing that points towards these things? He said, no. The Sheikh then says, then you never visited Arafat. Did you visit Mazdalifa? He said, yes. And did you remember Allah there? So much so that everything else was forgotten as Allah has mentioned Referring to the Quranic verse. You know, keeping in mind that the Sheikh being a spiritual person is also a knowledgeable person. Yes. He knows the Quran, he knows the life of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we see that uh, you know the association that the Sahaba al Anmi had with Nabi Sassam, how they spiritually benefited from the Nabi Sassam. So here he says the Sheikh is asking him that the remembrance of Allah, subhanAllah, so much so, every, everything, if you remember Allah, you know, this dhikr makes you forget everything else except Allah. Because Allah says, is this now the sheikh is referring to the Quranic verse when Allah says, فَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ عَنْدَ Haram." That remember me, at, uh, remember Allah, at the mash'al haram which is the plain of Muzdalifah. Now sometimes the remembrance of Allah could be just, you know, the movement of the tongue. Yes. But this, the heart is not attached to what you are saying. Mm-hmm. You know that. And this is what the Sheikh is referring to. He says, if you haven't remembered Allah to that extent, that you forgot everything else, except Allah. In that case, you never reach Muzdalifah. Did you then perform your qurbani? Did you slaughter at mina? I said, yes. Did you then sacrifice your own self?
0: Subhanallah.
1: He yeah, said, no. I says, Then you performed no qurbani. Did you perform rami, pelting the shaitan? He said, yes. And with every stone that you threw, did you feel yourself shaking off every form of ignorance and feeling knowledge increasing? Now, this could probably not be understood by any normal person. He says, you're pelting against a wall and you're pelting stones which has got absolutely no feelings. The sheikh is asking... Did at that time when you threw the stones, did you then experience all ignorance leaving you? Mm-hmm. And Allah is increasing your knowledge. So this is the spiritual knowledge. This is mm-hmm. the spiritual thing that Allah is referring to. So the murid is saying, no, I, your sheikh, I haven't. So the sheikh then said, then you actually never performed the rami. Did you perform the tawaf al-ziyarah, which is obviously tawaf al-hajj, He said, yes, I performed. Now here, in fact, we should bring to mind that all the actions that we do is physical, the places that we visit is physical, but the benefit is all spiritual. And the elevation is spiritual. So the Sheikh then says, did you experience any spiritual enlightenment? At that time and from Allah, did honor and respect descend upon you. For Rasulullah said, one who performs hajj, or one who performs Umrah is Allah's guest. And when a visitor visits someone, it is only correct that he should be honoured. So he says, I have not experienced anything like that. So the Sheikh then says, you never actually performed Tawafu Ziyarah. And did you then release yourself from ihram?" He replied, yes. Did you at that time promise to adhere to strictly Halal earnings at all times? I mean yeah. The hajj is related to all the aspects of your life. No. And he says, no. In that case, you did not become halal. You never become released from your ihram. And did you perform the farewell of tawaf? He said, yes. Did you then say a complete farewell to your whole self, your desires and passions? He said, no. He says, then you did not perform tawaf al wida. The sheikh is now giving him advice and says, go back and perform your Hajj again, Subhanallah. and perform it in the manner which I have described to you. Mm. You know, akbar. this lengthy conversation between the Sheikh and the Murid illustrates what type of Hajj the saintly ones do perform. Mm-hmm. And this is what is required we should aspire, this is what we should keep in front of us to actually achieve what the Sheikh has actually put is, you know, the questions to is Murid. So that this should be in the minds of the Haji. We make dua that Allah bless the hajis with that type of I Hajj. Mean, you know, I mean, so I that mean. they, inshallah, the, all the difficulties should be removed. And now there's no more difficulty. This is the real difficulty. Mm. The difficulty is to achieve and obtain this spiritual level. Nahum. And it is becoming more and more difficult if there are too many, you know. I can just uh, quickly say that one person was asking in my time now recently, spiritual sheikh, he says, you know, sheikh, that the shaitan has been a, is, is still a very knowledgeable person. Imagine he was so close to Allah that he could inform the malaika as to what Allah is going to do. Right. So what was the destruction because he's an alim. Mm-hmm. How... Was it that he never understood that what the Malaika was understanding? Sure. So the, the, the person is asking the Sheikh, what caused this destruction? Mm-hmm. He says the fulfillment of his nafs. Allah! You know that the nafs, what he desired for himself, made that he actually was totally um, destroyed, in other words, through the nafs. And this is actually a very great lesson to the hajis. That the more you look at the fulfillment of your nafs mm-hmm. the less it becomes easy to develop spiritually.
2: Subhanallah.
1: al Ali Radul'an says something to the If your one foot is on your nafs your other foot will be in Jannah. Subhanallah. So you know the mujahada the, 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 the effort in not asking to have you and not fulfilled. People feel very honored and feel happy if you provide them what they like. But if you look really at you know the lives of Sahaba al Radul Anu, you find that they were actually worried when, they, when their desires were fulfilled. No. And this is a very, a very, very great lesson that Hajis should not look at the fulfillment of desires. Okay. You know, and not look forward that everything should be pleasing to the body. Yes. Because you find that all these comforts makes it very difficult for the spirit to develop. Mm. And therefore, it is absolutely necessary that we assist by making dua that although we ask Allah remove the difficulty for the haji, this is the difficulty that we're asking. Allah, let them not deprived of the spiritual elevation of this journey.
0: Allahu Akbar, Ameen Ya Rabb, Ameen Ya Rabb. It's a very a very, a passionate Dua that I think uh, every single one of us should be making inshallah, especially those that are undertaking this pilgrimage imam. Um, you know, they say, they talk about spirituality and spiritual development. But I think uh, people seldom make du'a for that. Hmm. People think it's a mental thing that I'm gonna do, I'm gonna spiritually achieve. But do they ever ask Allah to grant them that, yes. to give them that ability to spiritually develop themselves, hmm. and uh, you know keep the spirituality? Uh, once they return home to their loved ones subhanallah i think uh, it's a beautiful dua to make
1: and this is what the Hajjis actually bring back you know Mm -hmm. this is what they're supposed to bring back that spirituality which will be achieved there you know taking with them taqwa and taking with them sabr and taking with them this strong iman and then develop to the level where allah then is pleased with the soul with the ruh the heart That uh, this slave of mine has put his body through inconvenience, through difficulty. And the real thing was that they wanted to experience the spirituality. Subhanallah, Subhanallah.
0: Definitely wonderful, wise words indeed uh, from our Imam Abdul Hakim Rabban. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala accept those words from your Imam. And perhaps, uh, you know, uh, maybe a dua that we all are making deep into our hearts. May Allah Azza give us the opportunity of visiting there uh, over and over again Amen. and returning back with that same spiritual level Amen. that we all aspire for, insha'Allah. So, uh, Imam, is there perhaps maybe any concluding remarks or anything that you know, you'd know you like to share for our listeners? Uh, perhaps a shout out from yourself uh, to our listeners, perhaps to family members out there?
1: Yes. In fact, uh, worrying concern is that, uh, you know, said Umar al-An, when he looked at the uh, big caravan traveling, he asked those people traveling, who are they? Mm-hmm. Then it was referred to those other hajis going to to the Baytullah mm-hmm. from Medina. And then he looked at them and he says, amongst them the caravan is very big. Subhanallah. But the hajis are very few. Mm. And what he was referring to is the spiritual haji. You know um, and this, 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 this vision, Allah like gives to pious people. So I'm, you know, humbly appealing to all the family members of people, to not ask for material things, to not look forward, you know, to actually let our family friends bring us anything from Makkah, mm-hmm. other than the spirituality and the sincere du'as. We humbly appeal and request. That they don't forget us, and Ameen. we also make du'a that besides that Allah, we also wish to be there. But those that Allah have selected to be there, mm-hmm. may Allah make it easy for them. Ameen. May Allah Ameen. grant Ameen. them all, you know, Hajj Mabrur, Hajj Inshallah, and may they return safely, completely spiritually elevated. Inshallah, the, 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 the you know that the, the the few sessions that we'll have afterwards will be completely looking at how to develop this heart, mm-hmm. this Ruh, this Spirit to get elevated and get closer to Allah inshaAllah
0: and I think that should be our life journey Amen. our life Hajj inshaAllah Imam Shizaki. to okay. undertake uh, for ourselves, to develop this soul uh, in everything that we do to keep this Allah consciousness in all that we do, subhanAllah uh, I think I've also learnt a lot this evening from the discourse Uh, of the spiritual guide and his mentee as well as you know some beautiful beautiful points and i think uh, perhaps maybe as a token of uh, tribute to yourself molana you know we just not too long ago if you just tuned in respected listener um, the saying of Ali anhu that uh, you know uh, if a person's pedal or his foot is on his desire, uh, the other foot of his is in Jannah in Paradise, and I think that is absolutely so profound, so beautiful, uh, Imam Mawlana Abdul Hakim Rabban Ahati Shukran Jazakallah Khair to you for taking the time out this evening and being part of the caravan uh, inshallah the caravan that will be heading to paradise inshallah Amen. and we make dua that Allah grants you a long life Amen. filled with uh, afiat with prosperity Amen. with good health such that you can continue inspiring all of us, insha'Allah. Uh, so, shukran to you, Imam, and we look forward to having you Allah in the future, insha'Allah.
1: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Wa alaykumussalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.